Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. everybody. Welcome to the May 2nd, 2023 episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. He's Chris. She's Kim. And we have an adventure to tell you about today. In addition, we have an adventure of another kind that we'll get to in the castle momentarily. So stay tuned for that because I think you're going to be really excited, particularly if you own or are considering a Victor Reader Stream version 3. But let's talk about our adventure first. How did our adventure begin? Well, it began because we needed a little bit of vacay time, and we didn't have the ability to go away anywhere for any length of time. So we said... Let's just go rent a hotel for the night. Yep, get us away, go somewhere different, change the scenery, go do lunch, and just go have a nice time somewhere other than our house. Just get away. Flip the switch, have a little different something to change things up a little bit. And we got really lucky because one of the only beautiful, warm, warm spring-like days that we've had so far is the day that we actually did this. So we have to go back to the beginning to explain how this works. So because we are in the city, we have lots of different hotels around us. But we knew that we wanted to try out either the Marriott, which we have used before and been to before, or one of the Hilton hotels. And there are a lot of different branches or different hotels available through Hilton. They have Hampton Inns. They have all kinds of different options, double trees, all kinds of things. So we did some searching around to figure out what was close to where we wanted to be. And there's this particular swath of places that have lots of restaurants and shopping and all these things. And we wanted to be kind of close to it because we wanted to go from lunch to the hotel so we ended up deciding to stay at a hampton inn and we decided to book our room through the hilton honors app tell us about that so this is an app that you download for ios and android and it allows you to search for hotels it also allows you to book hotels from within the app it also allows you to create an account which gives you a number and you are now a Hilton Honors member, which can give you perks. Over time. It's going to take a while. Right. But it will eventually give you some interesting perks. And the cool news is, depending on where you're staying, you can get local perks. So your perks can be used on local either events or things that you might want to do, experiences that you might want to have, etc. So... That's pretty cool. And you can view all this accessibly via the app. It's very accessible. It's very nice. And there's a lot you can do with it. And we'll get into that. Initially, you'll go and download the Hilton Honors app from your App Store or Play Store. And if you want the full effect of using that app, you'll want to create an account. Because that will give you the most, hmm, most bells and whistles, I guess is the right way to put that. We ended up registering our hotel room online, which was very cool. What did you you think of that experience? I thought it was very cool. You could register and book your hotel and pick your hotel room online. And, of course, it says that once you pick your hotel room, it may or may not be a thing. But when we did it, we had a choice 
between the first floor, the third floor, and the fourth floor. We could actually pick our room number. We could actually get a description of the different rooms of what's contained, whether it was a king-size bed, two queen-size beds, you know, the TV, the complimentary internet, which we'll talk about in a few <laughs> minutes. And the other thing is that you could check into your room 24 hours or so in advance of actually being there. So you basically what you're doing is you're saving that spot in that room. But Absolutely. One, of the, one of the cool things we're talking about technology now is that you can get a digital room key, which allowed you to use your phone to unlock the door. That is cool. And we'll get more into that in a second. So what you can do is you can book the hotel that you want to stay at. So you'll pick your actual hotel. Then you will pick your room, like your floor, your room, what kind of beds and things you want. And there's also accessibility stuff that I wanted to mention about each room. So you can get like a room where if you're deaf or hard of hearing, it will have accessibility features for that. If you need a tub versus a shower, it'll tell you that. So it's actually really cool in that regard as well because you can find out not only all the furniture, but if it's a quote-unquote accessible room and what quote-unquote accessible amenities are located within that room. So that's pretty cool as well. And again, all accessible. We knew our room number that we had booked when we got there. That part was just a really neat experience so they could even pick a room for you so if you didn't want to pick your own room you were just like yeah whatever don't care then they could pick it so it was just a really nice neat experience being able to do that and again if you're a member first before you actually do the booking process you're going to get points but you don't get the points until after your stay so if something had happened and we weren't able to go then we wouldn't have gotten our points at all anyway because you have to actually stay and check out and not have any issues before you will actually get your points. So we booked our room the day before we did the check-in process, which was what exactly? Do you remember what was involved in that? I don't remember what it was involved, but it was dirt simple. Yep. You could go and check into your room and basically again like I said you were just placing your spot that this is kind of the room that you want it's kind of like a first come first serve other than that I don't know if I understand why one would check into a room that you're not in for the next 24 hours but anyway having said that so we leave the house on Saturday morning we had to drop something off at UPS okay wait before we got there we decided we were going to do what does Lyft call them it's like an economy ride. It's like where you wait. It's got a name, and I can't think of what it's called right now. Yeah, but you wait to get a discount. You wait to get a discount. And it was a beautiful, beautiful day, and I don't regret that at all because it was a gorgeous day. So we stood outside for like 20 minutes <laughs> waiting for her to get there and pick us up. So we had a stop that we had built into our ride, and you do have to do that. When you're actually registering your ride and setting it up, you would put a stop in before your actual ride complete destination so that your driver will know, okay, we're going to stop here, and then we're going to go to this other destination. So we set it up because, like you said, you had something to drop off at UPS. I set it up. The, actually, you set up the ride to yes, give us give you practice. Yep. And so we set the ride up to go to a restaurant. In the interim, we stopped at UPS. So I stopped at UPS, ran in. I had a prepaid label, so it was very, very simple to 
just basically hand off the package to the UPS person on the way it went. And then we go from the UPS store to the restaurant. And let's talk just a second about navigating this experience for those of you who are perhaps newer to this. So when he got out, he asked our driver to kind of tell him which way the door was from where we were. And right. she did. She did. And then when he came back, she kind of yelled out the window because we had to move in the interim while he was away. That's another story that we won't get into here. But we had to move. So she kind of blew the horn and was like, hey, you know, we're over here. So he was able to find us when we got out. And then when we got to Chili's, she's like, there's practically nobody here, y'all. So that was really fun, too. And then she kind of told us where to go to get closer to the door. Yeah, she literally pulled up in front of the door. And the way that the Chili's here is laid out, there's like a big, long ramp or something that takes you up to the door. And then you open the door, you go into a little foyer area, which is like kind of like a breezeway. And then you go into the Chili's and then the hostess puts you at your seat. Now, this is kind of weird. But this is a fun fact of the podcast that I'm going to put out there. In episode one of this podcast, that is over 300 episodes now, I was with somebody else and we were doing KNFB Reader. It just so happens that when Kim and I went to this place, we actually were in the same booth at that same restaurant that was in episode one of this very podcast. How very strange is that? How very strange is that? It was the exact same booth because I can actually remember recording the episode and where we were at the time. That's really funny. That is really funny. So So before we went, we had scoped out what we wanted in advance, because even though there are Braille menus and stuff, which is cool, is great, I kind of had already planned in my head what I wanted, so I thought there's no real point in doing that. So we kind of had a plan in our heads for what we wanted. So we ordered our meal, we ate our meal, We left, and Kim, again, did the lift ride from the restaurant to the hotel. And so we get to the hotel, and the lift driver, of course, tells us exactly where we were in relation to the door. So Most lift drivers are awesome about doing that, by the way. Most drivers, period, but we kind of use lift. We We do use lift. It's just kind of what we do. We have no issue with Uber, but it's just not what we normally use. We have it, but we don't use it a lot. Right. So... The doors automatically opened, so you walk into the hotel, and the doors open, and you continue on, and the doors opened again. And then the lady at the desk was like, hi, so we knew where the desk was. We knew where the desk was, (laughs) so you could go and check in, which we already checked in. I like to let them know in case there's like some weird thing that we need to know or what have you, or you can ask them if there was a restaurant, there was not, and... She needed ID. What had happened was, is that when we got there, she gave us a digital key. So now we're back to this digital key, but we also got real keys, just in case. Yep. And so they gave us a digital key, and Kim gets a notification on her phone that says, you know, your room is ready. And you go up to your room. and Tell them about the elevator. So we get into the elevator, and of course... Well, we get to the elevator bank. <laughs> right. So we get to the elevator bank, and... It wasn't really standard where the buttons were. I've really seen them between the two elevator, you know, that little space between the two elevators. But these ones were actually on the seam of the door. So a really nice customer helped us find them. And my Braille isn't 
the best. So I let Kim deal with all the Braille stuff. So it was actually really, really nice in showing her what buttons to push, you know, where they were in you relation to the Braille. You showed me the, the door open and door right. closed little symbols. Right. So I could kind of see where those were. Right. So he did a really good job. That was really impressive. Yeah, that, it was very you know, nice of him. People are nice. So we get off and he was going his own merry way somewhere else. So we get up to our room. We find our room with the help of... Housekeeping. Housekeeping. She was very nice, too. She was. <laughs> she says, oh, I'll open your door. I have a master key or something. <laughs> she was cute. So she did that, and we got in, and, and um, we were just we just hung out. and. Oh, you were going to talk about the room key. Yes. So the room key, you open the app, you put your phone up to the lock, and then there's an unlock button. You hit that unlock button, it unlocks the door. Which now you is have cool. to sign into the app. So in my case, I had Touch ID on the app because I've got an old iPhone. And so that's what you would do. You would go into the app and you would make sure you're signed in. And then it would show you your door as you get closer to it. It would say, okay, unlock. So you could choose to unlock. Or you've got your little key cards that you could use instead, should you wish to. Right. So what had happened was is that Kim was the one who booked the room. Kim was the one who put it on her card. Kim was essentially the one who owned the room. So we're sitting in the room, and I'm like, okay, well, I got two keys. You got your little digital key. Yep, he grabbed the keys. So he I the grabbed the keys, keys, so I had the actual keys, and she had her digital key. And then it said, share your digital key. Which was really cool. So what had happened was, is she shared her digital key via a text message that had a link. And you had to have the app on your phone as well. You had to be signed in. They actually made her give them my name before they would allow her to share the key. So they had to know who's that person going to be. And you could share it with multiple people, which was kind of interesting as well. Like about four people, I think. Yeah, it was quite share. a lot, actually. Yeah, it actually was. So what happened was is I clicked the link in the text message that she sent. And it goes, here, here's your room key. So I now had a digital key on my phone. And, of course, I went outside and I locked myself out and I was playing with the digital key because that's just what I do. And it was <laughs> it was cute because the... Um, Housekeeping was still up there. And she says, do you need help getting in? I said, nope, I'm just playing with the... With the uh, <laughs> With the digital key, and she says, oh, those things are a pain. <laughs> Which they can be. Yes, so, they can be. Right. That's why we got actual keys. Right. We didn't even have to ask for actual keys, so apparently hotel staff knows that the digital keys can be a pain. Right. So we got right. our regular keys as well. So we had had lunch a few hours before, as you know, and we had our lunch, and we went to the hotel, and by this point in the afternoon, we're beginning to get not hungry. I was not hungry. I had a huge portion of food, and I was like, yep, no more food for me today. But we were beginning to get thirsty. So we thought, what are we going to do? So we knew there were restaurants relatively close to us, but we weren't hungry. So we weren't going to go to a restaurant and just get a drink. And there wasn't, like, something downstairs where we could go get a drink. And we were like, what are we going to do? How are we going to make this work? And we did not want to do hotel drinks because we knew they cost an absolute fortune. So what did we do? We opened up Trusty DoorDash. And we saw what was around. And this is fairly close to home. This is like three miles from home <laughs> where we were. So we kind of knew the restaurants that were surrounding us. And we finally started talking about it. And we said, you know what? Let's do Wendy's and get a couple of those giant lemonades. That will quench our thirst 
quickly. So what we did was we got some Wendy's lemonades, and I think that was in the nearby section of DoorDash at that time. So we got those, and we put in the notes, hey, we're in blah, blah, blah room on blah, blah, blah floor. If possible, could you just bring them up to us? And she did. She brought them up, and she was super sweet, and we gave her an extra tip because, you know, she's coming into the hotel. Not only is she coming into the hotel, she's going up the elevator and up to a door, and you never know what's waiting behind that door. You just don't. So we gave her a generous tip to come up and make sure that she was safe and felt okay about coming up and bringing us our lemonades. One thing I actually did for safety for everybody involved. Yes, this is good to know. Was there was a little kickstand on the door. So I kickstood the door open. So the door was open. So she wasn't going to knock on a closed door. Now, the cool thing about it is, you know, when you're not home, DoorDash, you know, where are you picking up from? So you had to know the address of the hotel and you also, it says like room or suite or something and you put your room number in there and you could then have it delivered to your hotel. And we'll talk about... Now some hotels, you can't do this because it requires elevator keys. Right. When we were at Marriott in California, when we were... No, it wasn't the Marriott, it was the other place. Was it the other one? It was the other one. You had to have a key to get up. Yep. So... The DoorDash person, because of that limitation in that specific situation, you would have to meet them in the lobby, which is cool. Yeah, that's no problem. But as it was here, we didn't have that problem. So we're like, well, okay, she can bring it up to us. Our whole point was for this to feel like a vacation. So we didn't want to move around much. We wanted to be slugs. Now that that's taken care of. We're not thirsty anymore. We're not thirsty anymore. We found out that. Uh, we left our chargers at home for our phones, which we can talk about the complimentary internet. So let me do that now. Oh, yes. Talk about that. So we had complimentary internet. Complimentary. Let's put that in quotes for a moment. Right. <laughs> so what had happened was is I found the Wi-Fi and I connected to it. A little box comes up and it goes last name, room number, connect to Wi-Fi, right? So they want to make sure that you authenticate in some way. You don't have a Wi-Fi password. You do it that way. And so I click continue and it was like there were a couple of options. One was free Wi-Fi, good enough for browsing the internet and checking email. That depends on how slowly you wish to browse the internet and check your email. Right. So I went to the next option and it says best for streaming video and meetings and it was five bucks so i didn't look any further i promptly disconnected the wi-fi because we do have unlimited data in our cell phone plans and we're only we going were to be just go- playing we were right. curious we were only going to be gone for a night anyway so it didn't really matter so we decided to use our data on our cell phone plans rather than connecting to wi-fi a lot of things have changed since i started traveling you know, 15, 20 years ago, obviously, sometimes for the better, sometimes for worse. Now you can get DoorDash and Grubhub and Shipped and Instacart and all these things delivered to your hotel. So if you are out and about in a different city, you can look and see what's around if you're familiar with these types of apps and you can get stuff, which brings me to our next little part of this adventure. So we were looking through our bag. We only brought one bag. We put, you know, stuff in it, in it that we needed. Change of clothes for both of us. You know, the kind of things you need. Toothpaste, toothbrush, that kind of stuff. Because we were only going to be gone a night. 
No point in taking two backs. So we forgot our charging cables for everything. Well, the problem was we had a charger. <laughs> this is why you don't do what we do occasionally. You don't buy the cool thing and then realize the cool thing was actually turned on the whole time because there's no way to know whether it's on or off. Yeah. Oops. We had a 36,000 MA charger thing that had the kitchen sink. So it had a lightning cable, a micro USB cable, a USB-C cable, and it even had flashlight. And on the bottom of it, it even could charge via solar power. So Oh, we... and it had wireless charging too. Right. So it was kind of cool. But... Except it was dead it was dead so, so we had that this... was our main thing we were right. like oh crap now what do we do so we'll just charge our phone on this and we'll we got a 10 port thing to plug this in and of course we didn't have the connecting cable to plug that thing into the 10 port thing so i don't know how we didn't have that we didn't there was nothing there there was not we had no cables in this backpack of course so... we were sure we did right before we left but clearly no so what had happened was, is I says, okay, well, we're four miles from home. We can do one of two things. I can go home, leave you there, pick up a couple cables, and come back. Now you're talking lift rides to and from. Probably 30 bucks each way. Easily. Easily. At least 20 each way. So what we ended up doing was another DoorDash order to Office Max. Office Max slash Office Depot. And we ended up getting four cables from DoorDash, which will, from this day forward, stay in that backpack. <laughs> and so they're that, actually very nice. Yes, they were very, very nice cables. Now, if we had turned off our phones at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, which, you know, we were, we were going to use them for entertainment. So if we turned our phones off in the afternoon, we could have waited until the next day, turned them on. Because, you know, when you're booking your rides, if you don't have battery power in your phone, you're not going to be booking your ride. What we could have done, and if that situation was a thing, we could have had the hotel call a cab or something for us and could have gotten home. Because one of the things that I've learned, even when you're traveling four miles from home, don't leave the home without cash. No, never leave without cash. Not smart. Make sure you have some on hand. Right. Thankfully, we didn't have to use it because we did do the DoorDash from Office Depot, Office Max, and everything worked out fine. So we get our cables, and you're right, they're nice. They're the braided cables, and we got, I think we got one USB, one USB-C, one micro, and, one, two, lightnings. and two lightnings. I believe we got two lightnings, yes. There were four two or cables. three feet cables and two or six feet. So we got those. They came that we time. everything up. Right. <laughs> including our <clears throat> power bank thing. Right. We weren't watching the DoorDash notifications, and the door was closed. And they kept saying, oh, it'd be there by 6 o'clock. It was actually there by 5.20. We hear this pounding on the door. <laughs> Open the door, only to find out that the bag was sitting there at the, you know, at the bottom of the door where the door opens, and you can pick up your bag and walk away. And again, we did tip that person extra because they were coming into the hotel and... Yeah, you know, she doesn't just know what she's going to come across. 
takes extra time and all that other stuff. Absolutely. So again, we did that. And uh, anybody who shops for us too, just a side note for us personally, we feel like those people deserve extra tips. They're not just going into a door and grabbing a bag or right. going to a window and grabbing a bag, whatever the case may be. They're actually having to go in and buy the stuff. Right. They're putting the stuff in the cart, like yep. Instacart and shipped. So, mm-hmm. you know, you want to make sure that they are tipped accordingly. So we had breakfast with our room. Yep. Complimentary breakfast. Can I mention one thing before we mention that? Yes, you one can. One thing I really would have liked, I know this isn't a thing for every room, but I wish there would have been a way to control the thermostat in there because it got hot in that room. We yeah. were expecting to freeze to death, but we were hot. Of course, and it that, was 80 degrees that day. And that is a good point that sometimes those thermostats are, they may not be talking thermostats. They may be touch thermostats or we just. I don't think we even found the thermostat though, did we? I think I found it. Oh, I think you? it was on that one wall before you turn into the hallway. It was right on that oh, one edge. Okay. But of course I didn't play with it because, you know. And that's something we could have called Ira for had we wanted to badly enough and tried to figure out what was going on, but we didn't. Let's talk about breakfast. So breakfast was one of those buffet-style breakfasts. And she had told us about it the day before because Chris had asked about the complimentary breakfast and how it worked. And she said, you know, essentially they'll just, at certain time, I don't remember if it was five or six, they put out things like muffins and bagels and, you know, little complimentary things that you could go grab and nibble on. Coffee, obviously. Right. So we decided at six o'clock in the morning that we were just going to forego breakfast. So we got ourselves ready. We left at 6.30, and by the time we checked out and got home, it was like 7.03, which was really cool to just go grab your lift, go home, and you're done. You'd have to be out of the room by 12 anyway, so checkout would have been 12 anyway. We really had nothing planned. There was no shows or touristy type of things. It was just literally to get away. And yeah, if there would have been something cool, we would have done it, but there was really nothing going on that day that we were interested in. And we were just like, well, you know, we'll just go, we'll spend the night. And by the time we came downstairs, we were actually really happy. We decided not to do the buffet because number one, we just wanted to be gone. By that point, we were just ready to go. But number two, it would have been tricky (laughs) to figure out how to make it work. I mean, you would have had to have like an agent on a camera or you would have had to have attempted to figure out what was where. And you didn't have somebody like, it wasn't where somebody like was standing behind the buffet to like serve you because it's a buffet. So you're self-serving. So we decided this isn't worth it. It's too easy to touch something that you didn't want. And then now you're stuck with it. Right. I'm not going to touch all the food on the buffet. That's yuck. No. (laughs) Right. So we, the funny part was the coffee. They had the coffee out and I walked right by the coffee. You could smell the coffee, you know, wake up and smell the coffee type Mm -hmm. of thing. And I just decided, no, I wasn't going to bother. We had simply just checked out, and we went home. And that's probably the end of that little adventure. Yeah, it was good. I got my first five-star rider badge from Lyft, <laughs> which was cool. So one of our three drivers rated me. That I think two nice. out of our three drivers rated you. Mm-mm. I only have one. No, just one? Okay. Yeah, huh. only one. Oh. So that was sad, but I got one. So that was nice. And the irony was, is I was getting texts when we got into the lift and when we got out of the lift, it says Kim has left and Kim has arrived because we're auto following each other on lift. Yeah, we talked about that on a previous episode and 
we actually like doing that kind of stuff. It can be very helpful. So anytime one of us went out, the other would be able to follow their movements, at least while they're in the lift. And that would be the end of our little adventure. And we talked about at the end of the previous podcast that we're going to talk about our little adventure. Yeah. Oh, I want to mention one more thing about it. We didn't do this, but in the Hilton Honors app, you can actually chat down to the desk and have them bring you stuff up or whatever. It depends on the room. Like some have room service and stuff. This one did not. This hotel did not. But you can chat down to the desk and talk to somebody that way. That's cool. It's really very cool. So you don't even have to find the desk phone. Nope. Ooh, who wants to touch that thing? Ooh, no. (laughs) Not me. They had the clock still. So some stuff from the 80s and 90s still exists. They have the clock. They have the desk phone, TV remote. You know, all the standard stuff that you would have expected to find in your hotel is still there for those people who actually use that stuff. One of the nice things that you actually reminded me about just now when you're talking about that stuff is outlets, at least here, and the last couple of times that we were in hotels were easy to find. Yes. They had them in the actual desks or in the base of a lamp. I saw this by the coffee maker, for example. There was on the there was kind of like a little ledge coming up between where the coffee maker and that stuff was to the remainder of the desk where the TV was. On both sides of that little arch, if you will, there were at least two outlets and two USB ports. If you just have a cord to charge your phone with, you could connect the USB connection of your cable to the USB port in that outlet. I thought that that was very cool. I remember the days of unplugging lamps or crawling under desks to find places to plug things in. And at least now it's more of a given that they're going to have these plugs in places where people can actually find them. So one of the things that you might want to take to a hotel is a book player such as your Victor Reader Stream, your 2, your 3. And let's enter the Mystic Axis Magic Castle and talk to Matthew Paquette from Humanware, the product manager for the Stream products and other products as well. And we will talk to Matthew about what's coming in Stream version 1.1 for Stream 3. Welcome to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. Welcome back to the Mystic Access Magic Castle, and we have a guest who has been with us before, so he's getting his own recliner at this point, his own love seat, whatever he wants to hang out with us here in the castle. So it's always fun to have returning guests, and we have Matthew Paquette from Humanware back with us to discuss the new additions and features of the Victor Reader Stream 3. We have an update coming out. We have a 1.1, and we are really excited about it, and there's lots to share. So it is such a pleasure to have you back. Thanks for coming back and hanging out with us. Hey, thank you so much for inviting me. It's always a pleasure. We are really excited to hear about all the new goodies coming out in this new stream version. And where do you want to start? Well, so just perhaps a quick recap of how the Stream 3 happened. 
So basically, we did a launch that was in the U.S. only in February. And the reason we did only the U.S. was that we only had the English language available at first. And we didn't have the DC online services that are so much essential in several other countries, including my home country of Canada, but also in several European countries in Australia. So we launched... And our hope back then was that one month after the U.S. launch, we'd be able to do the global launch, the international launch. And unfortunately, due to a few technical issues and a couple of logistical issues internally, I'm not going to go into, but we had to postpone that launch a little bit. It took a little bit longer. So that ended up taking two months instead of one month. But we finally got there. We started selling the units internationally, globally, as of Wednesday of last week. And the 1.1 update should be available through over-the-air updates actually today as of this recording landing on Tuesday. So uh, yeah, we've included a lot of changes, a lot of new, not a lot of new features, but a lot of bug fixes, a couple of new features as well. And yeah, we're hoping that this will bring much needed stability to the platform because we'll be honest, there were a few instabilities with 1.0. So this version should be much better. And Actually, Kim and Chris, you've been playing with it for a little while since you're on our beta tester list because you did the tutorials for it. So how did you guys find that it was going? Much better. It is much, much improved. When I tend to do a lot of recording with it, when 1.0 was what I was using, I was getting lots of crashes and things that you don't want and things that make recording kind of a hellish process, honestly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, So we were kind of going, okay, looking forward to an update. So... It almost seems like, and I think presentations show this as well for anyone who's ever presented anything, when you present, things like to crash or do yes. things that they normally don't do. And it's recording Murphy's is Law. Just like yes. that. Absolutely Murphy's Law. So that's how recordings work. So this is a great relief to have a much more stable version. We think people are going to be much happier with what you're going to get with this over the year update. And maybe that's how we should start. You want to talk about some bug fixes first so, so we can maybe relieve some stream owners? Yeah, for sure. So one of the biggest issues that we had was some instability with Wi-Fi. So, and that in turn caused some BARD download issues, mainly with BARD that we saw. it. And basically the issue stemmed from an error when reading the SSID of the customer, the SSID being the name of your Wi-Fi network. And I posted about a month ago, I posted a workaround on the user list on the Victor at groups.io user list that you could change your, all you had to do was to change your SSID name. And I say all you had to do, but for some people it's not possible because they live in assisted facilities where they don't have control over that. Or, you know, you have a lot of devices and it's a bit of a pain to change your SSID and then reconfigure on all devices. But at least we had some sort of small workaround, but we did find what the issue was rather quickly and it is being fixed. So that Wi-Fi and BARD books download failures that's been fixed some of the things that we fixed were bookshare books not resetting the idle timer so basically there was an issue where unless you had a really long 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 paragraph and i'm talking like two pages long paragraph the idle timer wouldn't reset so after half an hour of reading a bookshare books it would just shut down the device as if you weren't doing anything so that's been fixed internet playlist import crash so we had several people report that when they're importing their playlists from internet radio, from the stream two to the stream three, it would crash the application. That's been fixed. One of the big ones that I know is a huge quality of life improvement is the reading position in books not being remembered after a shutdown. So the current reading position in books wasn't being remembered. So you would read for 
let's say 20, 30 minutes and then shut your device down and come back and it would not remember where you were at. So that was a big pain in the ass. Then podcast episode sorting. We've, you know, the podcast should now be listed in order of publication date. We fixed a few things as well, like notes consolidation. So it'll now work as it did on the stream too. The podcast search results now has a next page if there's more than 200 results. And the stream three should hopefully remember which bookshelf you were on before you either shut down or you went to the settings menu. It should bring you back to the current bookshelf once you exit those or you boot up the device. It's kind of funny regarding the number of podcasts. Mm -hmm. I did a search for Star Wars and I found out that there were 790 something podcast episodes and I through every single one of them to Ooh. see you know what it would do it'd go to the next page go to the next page go to the next page i didn't subscribe to all of them i hope but... not <laughs> <laughs> the nice the he nice part was hands, yeah <laughs> and the nice part was it, they were all there mm -hmm. you know i didn't feel like i skipped anything or anything i mean there's yeah. there's quite a bit of podcasts relating on one topic yeah and I know some people have reported that that feature is not there for internet radio. And you're right, it is It is limited to 100 results. I mean, if you get specific enough, technically, you shouldn't rarely get more than 100 results. But I mean, if some people want to just search with vague, like, you know, broad terms and then have access to two, three, four hundred stations, they should. So we've definitely written that down and we'll work on that for the 1.2 version. Yeah, that's cool. I was one of those people. And, you know, sometimes I'm searching for some really strange stuff. So it's like, oh, look, okay. Oh, we got 100. And it also happened when you went into like the genre list. So, you know, mm -hmm. if you go into something True. like top 40 or whatever, it only yeah. shows you your first 100. So depending on what you're looking for, what I recommend people do in that instance, if you know you're looking for something either in your city or from your old hometown that you haven't listened to in years, and you're like, well, let me see if this is here. Then mm -hmm. find those call letters, you know, you can look them up online or you can yeah. ask your assistant friends and kind of find out what they are or, or make a phone call or, or send a text to somebody and say, what was the name of this station? So it gives you other ways to search as well. And then hopefully it can narrow you down and let you find exactly what you're searching for, which is cool. Yep. Because we're talking about podcasts, I'm going to segue for a second. Uh oh. Mm -hmm. And one of the new features in 1.1 is podcast chapter support. That's yes. pretty cool. A lot of excitement around that. Yeah, for sure. I think I think it was one of the most requested feature that we had. And really, when we sat down and we said, all right, so like even before 1.0 came out, we sat down and we said, what's 1.1 going to be about? And basically, it's a triage. You know, we, you sit down just like in a hospital when you go to the ER and they triage you by, you know, oh, you're missing an arm. You might be more important than a minor scrape on the elbow. So it was that kind of thing where we said, well, 1.1 will have to be bug fixes because we knew we were launching with bugs. And I've said it before the launch, we knew there were going to be some bugs and we knew that we hadn't caught them all. We had fixed all of the major ones we had caught. They were minor ones we knew were going to release with the version. And we were saying, look, we have to release. But we knew that the users were going to find some big ones. So we said main focus on 1.1 is going to be bug fixes, but I do still want to bring up a new couple new features. Daisy Online was the big one because that allowed us obviously to start selling internationally and to bring the stream three to different countries. But the navigation in the podcast by chapter was most definitely not that hard to do, if I'm being honest. It wasn't that huge of an effort from what I'm being told. And it was a really quick win for the community. Like, and we know it's something that's getting more and more and more popular and supported by most podcasts now. And we absolutely wanted it in there. So let me explain for those who are saying, okay, what is a podcast chapter? I got an episode. I'm downloading it. I'm listening to it. 
So what is a podcast chapter? It's like a spot in a book. Mm -hmm. So let's say that you're listening to this podcast and you don't care about mine and Kim's little adventure from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you're you more want to interested. get straight here. You don't care. You're like, whatever. <laughs> exactly. You can do whatever you want. We don't care about this. So if the person does it properly, you can create chapters and create a marker. It's like you're using your barred books or your bookshare books. Like a bookmark. Yes. And you can just jump to that specific spot. And a lot of podcasts, like you said, will do this now because it makes it more convenient for the listener. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's like a chapter in a book, right? If you get a book and it's a book that discusses multiple different subjects and there's a chapter on gardening and then there's a chapter on, you know, whatever landscaping and you don't care about gardening, you want to go to landscaping, then you would go to that page. So that's that's exactly the same thing. And he didn't even tell us that that was in there. And I says, ooh, chapter, does this work? Yes, it does. Now, <laughs> if your podcast that you're listening to does not support chapters, that option yeah. is not there. Nope. nope. Yeah. So it's just another option to allow you to navigate. Think of it as another nav level added on to your podcast navigation. So now you've got all your time increments. And now you've also got chapter support when enabled. So that's pretty cool. Speaking of which, those of you who use bookmarks, speaking of it kind of being like a bookmark, will be happy to know that we now have our highlight bookmarks and our audio bookmarks and this yes. simple bookmarks. Yay! Happy those are back. Yep. Yeah, those are, I was saying the chapter navigation was not that complex in podcasts. The audio and highlight bookmarks are quite a bit more complex. Wow. Uh, but they are, they are, you know, deceptively difficult to program and everything. The good news was that we had already started to work and it almost made it into 1.0. So to finish them up for 1.1 wasn't too much work because we had already done much of the legwork. And I'll mention too, because uh, one of the, the main things on the Stream 3, a big difference is that you can use the internal memory for a lot of things. For now, audio and highlight bookmarks, you cannot store on the internal memory. You need an SD card to store them. That being said, we are looking for a future version to perhaps allow the users to choose where they're storing it. If they want to choose it, if they choose to store it on their internal device at the cost of losing a little bit of space, or if they want to store it on their SD card. So that is an option we want to add in a 1.2 or 1.3 version in the future. But for now, it is, you need an SD card to get audio and highlight bookmarks. But yeah, they work just as well as they did on the stream too. Great to know. Great to know. Will bookmark alert return? It is something we're looking into. Honestly, we haven't discussed it a lot, but it is something we're looking into. Yeah, just curious. That was a stream two thing. So while yeah. we're on the subject, thought I'd just ask. Yeah, for sure. One thing that people purchase their streams for is Audible support. Yeah. So. <laughs> we... <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that a little bit, Let's shall we? Let's talk about Audible. Yeah, so. Audible, and just to give, once again, a little bit of recap and context, we've been talking with them since about, I'm going to say, July of 2022. We've been telling them they knew long before most people that a stream through was coming, and we told them we want to have Audible support on it. And, you know, we did get a couple of meetings initially here and there, but we never felt any momentum build up. And then at some point around Thanksgiving of last year, we managed to get a meeting after a few months of asking, we managed to get a meeting where they told us to send them devices. We did. We sent them two stream threes. And then around Thanksgiving, I think it was a week before Thanksgiving, and then we never heard back. And I kept sending them email. I sent them a few emails in December. And then once again, a couple emails in January and nothing happened. 
until I went on Jonathan Mosen's podcast for the Stream 3 launch, where I mentioned that we were having some difficulties with Amazon. And Jonathan launched an open letter, which was a petition that requested Audible's you know, attention. And about four or five days after that open letter launched, I got an email from a guy at Audible. I'm not going to name names, but I got an email from a guy at Audible that asked me, for an urgent meeting. So I agreed. And about an hour later, we were meeting. And he was telling me how, you know, they were touched by the open letter. They were impressed by the passion, the community. They really wanted to help and all of that, which was phenomenal. I was stoked. I was, you know, it was on a Friday afternoon. It made my whole weekend. And at that point, we set up meetings, you know, weekly meetings that we were going to talk and bi-weekly meetings, actually every two weeks that we were going to talk on Fridays and so on and so forth. In the beginning, the first couple ones, it went well, but if I'm being frank, as it recently happened in the last month, they've canceled a few times on me. They were supposed to send us an account, an Audible Sync account with special access to test the Stream 3 at the end of February. I got the account last week, which was even later than mid-April, so like over a month late, and then the account doesn't work. I've emailed them earlier this week, I think on Monday or Tuesday, oh, well, last week at the time of this, people hear this and ask, hey, the, you know, it's not, it doesn't seem to be recognizing the stream three, what's going on? I haven't heard back. I had a meeting with them on Friday, last Friday. They didn't even show up. So I'm feeling that we're losing some momentum here. I'm not pulling the, the alarm yet. I'm still hopeful that we'll get there for version 1.2, which is going to be coming out at the end of the summer, hopefully. But I am getting a little bit worried, to be honest. So this is time for you guys to pound the pavement, say this is something you still want, contact Audible support, and yep. you can certainly do so through chat on the Audible website. I think there's a phone number as well. I'll try and dig that up so I can share that with you in post-production and throw that in here for you. And you can let your voices be heard, because I know there were for hundreds sure. of us who were involved in signing that letter, open letter, that Jonathan put together. So if this is something that interests you, it's definitely worth contacting Audible about. Because I know for many people, either those people who don't utilize smartphones or who would just prefer the player with buttons option to utilize their Audible books, that this is something that's very important. So we get that. Yeah. And while at the beginning we were talking and everything and it was going well and I felt a little bit of momentum going, we were even talking about, okay, as a step one, we'll redo exactly what we had on the stream too, meaning you'll have to use the audible sync and blah, blah, blah. But as a further step down the line, perhaps in 2024, perhaps even 2025, who knows? But at some point we wanted to move towards an integrated model like Bard and like Bookshare, where you could do everything from your stream. Beautiful. And they seem to be open to it. And like, I really was hopeful. And as of today, as I said, I'm not pulling the alarm yet. I don't think it is dire yet, but definitely make your voices heard. Let them know, Put keep the pressure on, let them know that you want it. Because honestly, at Humanware, we want it as well. We have a lot of time to do the work into, because we need to build a new bookshelf and everything. There is a bit of work involved on our end. And obviously our resources are much more limited than Audible's are. So we're not, you know, we can't really start any work before we know it's going to work. We can't afford to put a couple people working on that. If at the end of the day, they're not going to make the effort to make it work, we can't afford to lose that time. So it's a little bit of a chicken and the egg situation, but we're waiting on them. And yeah, hopefully, I hope this is a temporary thing and it starts moving again. Well, I know people will appreciate your transparency around that. And 
hopefully now they will be able to make their voices heard with Audible as well and say this is something we absolutely want. Particularly if it's your main way or your only way to read your Audible books with a stream currently and you want to stream three, then you want to be out there loud (laughs) making your voice heard to the folks at Audible for sure. For sure. The number to reach Audible customer support is 1-888-283-5051. Speaking of things that we're hearing and that we Mm -hmm. know we're going to hear in this upcoming version, let's talk a little bit about voices and languages. Yep. So the voices on the Stream 3 on the version 1.0, you were limited to Will and Sharona. That was, in part, the reason why we did a US only launch was that you know we only had English voices and you couldn't even change them. Now with the 1.1 update, what we're allowing for is to change your secondary TTS. So basically the way it'll work is that you'll have to download, just like you did on the stream two, you'll have to download a package with a main voice with your system language. And then for the secondary language, you'll be able to go into the menus and choose anything. So let's say that you download the package for English North America, which will be Sharona still in the main voice, you can go in and put your secondary voice as anyone you'd like. You can put Louise if you're a French Canadian. You can put, you know, I'm looking here at the packages. You can put Rosa if you'd like, if you're if you want Spanish. So you'll be able to choose through a bunch of different voices for a secondary language. But if you want to change the main one, your system language, when you want to change your system locale. Now you need to go on the website and download the package. It has to go through an SD card with a package from our website. This is for 1.1. This is what we were able to do for 1.1. For 1.2, which once again, in a few months, what we want to be able to do is to do both. So to change both your system language and your secondary TTS directly from the device without having to go through the website at all. But it is something that is slated for 1.2. When I got the Stellar Trek... Yeah. And I updated to 1.1, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And I found this nice Lily voice. Amazing, amazing text to speech. Such a great voice. voice. Yes. I thought, wouldn't that be great if I could use Lily <laughs> on a stream three? And yep. the answer is yes. <laughs> it would and it is. Yes. And those of you who end up listening to the audio documentation we're creating will be able to hear her. Because at some point, I ditched Sharona during the documentation recording and changed to Lily. So (laughs) you will get to hear this great new voice because she really is fantastic. She's a really high quality voice that we really wanted. I think she's marked as being one of the premium voices at Acapella, but we really wanted to have her. We loved her on the Stutter Trek, as you mentioned, Chris, and we really wanted to bring her to the stream as well. And honestly, I fought really hard. I tried to get her on the 1.0 release, but unfortunately, time ran out and we couldn't do it. But yeah, she's definitely worth it. Oh yeah, she's wonderful. If you read a lot of Bookshare books or even your NFB Newsline content, yeah. you might especially appreciate her. Well, for any TTS, I mean, she's just great. Yeah. In terms of the available languages, because I've mentioned before, this is the update that brings us the DZ online service and allows us to sell internationally. And obviously, you know, in some countries like in Canada, we only needed French on top of English to sell, but In some countries, when you go to Europe, for example, you need some other languages. But even in the U.S., I mean, Spanish is pretty widespread in the U.S. So the languages we have, we have 16 different packages for the Stream 3 for the main language. So we have, and I'm going to go into into alphabetical order here. We have Danish, Dutch Netherlands, Dutch Belgium, which is Flemish, English Australia, English North America, English UK. We have French Canada, French Europe, 
We have Italian, Norwegian, Polish, Spanish American, and Spanish Europe, and Swedish. Awesome. Awesome. So we're working on a few. There's a Finland version that might or might not come in the next few weeks. We've had some issues testing over in Finland. That took a little bit more finessing than we expected. So it, it is possible that we might do a special release at the end of May for Finland, or maybe not. Maybe it'll wait for 1.2. And then one other one that was very requested, and, and even in the U.S. is a little bit popular, but that we couldn't do was German. And mm. the reason for German is that their Daisy Online server has certain requirements that needs the um, what's called dynamic menus, and dynamic menus were out of scope for 1.1. So the German version will be coming with 1.2, though. And we know we have a lot of German listeners, so you will be happy to hear that. <laughs> that that is, in fact, on the way. So that's terrific to know. Good deal. Let's talk a little bit, if we may, about the stream three. And sometimes on like the users list, or we've gotten in emails that you know, how come there were so many issues with that thing? Like, how come stream? two does remembers your place and stream Mm -hmm. three does not and the thing is that people need to understand is that this is a product that was not a okay let's just take the hardware and change it and let's use the software for the stream two that was right so this software that's in this machine has been rewritten from the first line of code for stream three yes so that's what Sometimes people need to keep in mind that this is a full new product. It's not an upgrade, even though it is a, you know, stream three. It's the next generation of the product. And it is a computer for all intents and purposes. True. It runs it runs Linux. It is the same thing as a desktop computer, just much smaller, obviously, or a laptop, just miniaturized, and it runs a much leaner version of Linux than it would on a desktop computer because obviously we don't have like graphic drivers and stuff like that. But it is, it is a computer. When you boot it up, when you start it up, it boots a kernel. It's very, so, and then on top of that are apps. So every, you know, when you go to your Bookshare bookshelf, it starts the Bookshare app. Just like on your phone, when you go to your Facebook app, it it starts in different apps. So we rewrote all of these from the grounds up, as you mentioned. And uh, yes, there are a few things here and there. I'm going to, there are anyone to show me the perfect software. You know, it doesn't exist. And, and you know, the 1.1 update will have some bugs as well. I'm sure of it. And actually, we've already discovered one, and it was too late to fix for the release of 1.1. But we found a, actually, it was you, Chris, who found a crash with Bookshare. And, you know, it's a very specific crash. It doesn't happen with a whole lot of books and everything. And hopefully it doesn't. It's not too widespread. The fact that we only caught it, like, after weeks of testing tells me that it shouldn't be too bad. But there will still be, and we, we, you know, we took that bug that Chris sent us and we've put it in our system and we're going to fix it for 1.2. You know, fixing bugs is a bit of a game of whack-a-mole. The only thing we right. hope for is that less heads pop up than the heads go down. And that, that's definitely where we're going at. And I think, again, Kim and Chris, you've been playing with the beta for a few weeks now. It is much more stable than 1.0 was. It's not perfect, but we're getting there. And I'm thinking, honestly, that 1.2 will be the version where we can say we're like in a really good state. 1.1, we're in a good place. To be in a really good place, I think it's going to be 1.2. And then from there on, we'll you know keep iterating, keep adding some features. We do have a lot of cool things that we're thinking about that. And some stuff came from the list, you know, like, for example, one of the items that we brought in into 1.1 is the end of book notification. 
instead of just saying end of book, there's not an option to have a light beep instead. And it was, I can't remember the name of the person on the list who suggested it, but someone said, oh, I, I used my stream to do guided meditation and having a big end of book message at the end of the book is really distracting. I would much rather get a light beep. And we've implemented that because it was an easy feature to implement. But it came from our users. We're really listening to you guys who use it. I do use a stream every once in a while, but I have sight myself. So I, I do tend to read books on paper more than listen to them. But you guys use it so much more than I ever will. And your feedback is so important to me. Absolutely. Yeah. So just know anything that says 1.0, mm -hmm. <laughs> especially, mm -hmm. you're probably going to get a little bit of bugginess. It's just the way software works. So yeah. you've held out through the worst of it. It only gets better from here. Yes. I can assure you of that, given that I've been playing with the Stream 3 since before Christmas. I promise you. It is much, <laughs> much, much better than it was back then. So Even the 1.0 that you got was yeah. better than some of the versions that you played with before. Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Without yep. a doubt. Yeah. So, you know, these things do take a little bit of time and it's certainly a lot of effort from developers and from those of us who are pounding on them to test them and find different things that we may have not looked at previously. So you will be much happier, I'm sure, with this release and what you're getting. The stability is much better. Bookshare books are so much better. You're going to be much happier with how these work. So I think you will find many, many things to be very happy about. Yep. And speaking of things you may be happy about, one thing that you mentioned recently on a public stream list was a little thing about tune-in support on the Stream 3. Do you want to talk yes. a little bit about that? Yes. So, yeah. So I've been teasing it since for a few months now that we had a cool feature coming up on the internet radio, and I was hoping to have it for perhaps 1.1 or 1.2, and I didn't want to say what it was. I wanted to keep it as a surprise. And then I, by mistake, forwarded an email, internal email that spoke about tune in to the list. Not my proudest moment. <laughs> I bet you won't do that again, will you? <laughs> I, and the true story is I was going to forward it to a guy that we have it person and employee at Humanware called Victor. His name is Victor Anthony. And I was I was about to forward it to him, so I just typed in Victor, pressed enter, and then pressed send. And uh, yeah, what happened is that it went to a public list. So not my proudest moment. I won't do that mistake again. At least I hope so. But today I'm able to laugh it off. And, and yes, TuneIn is coming. We're still working out some of the details. The reason, and Kim and Chris played with it before the holidays on the beta version. And the reason we had to take it out is that we only had implemented the radio stations. We had not implemented the podcast section of TuneIn. And the folks at TuneIn told us, we would prefer that you launch everything rather than just partial TuneIn. And that is more than fair. It is completely within their right to ask for that. So we took it out of the release version. We are working on it. We've been working on it and getting the podcasts up a little bit behind the scenes. We've been focusing on bugs more, but for 1.2, most definitely I want to have tune in. Most of the work is done. All that stuff is implemented, the podcasts. And then they did release book contents a few weeks ago. So we want to look into that to see how we can implement it. The good news with that is that we're also probably going to be able to implement the premium version of TuneIn, meaning that, you know, if you go to TuneIn without an account, you'll get the free version with ads and all of that. But if you have an account with TuneIn, you'll be able to link your stream to your account and be able to, you know, have ads free version. That is 
you know, the premium version is not a certainty. What's I would say 95% certain is that the free version will be there. I would say about 80% that will have the premium version as well. There is always the possibility that something catastrophic happens and it doesn't happen at all. So that's why I'm not making any promises, but there is a lot of goodwill on both sides and the people at TuneIn have been very cooperative. So I'm fairly confident that we'll, we'll get there. Fantastic. Great music source and podcast source for all yeah. of you guys to check out on the stream for sure. And to be clear, the current internet radio, which is Utoons, will remain and it'll stay there because they have a different library and we know some people love them. Some people, you know, it's become more and more difficult for them to support a lot of radios, but we will keep Utoons on there. So you'll have both options and we will also keep the podcast that we have right now as a bookshelf. It'll still be there, so you'll have the option to go through the podcasts or the tune-in podcasts. Great. Awesome. So now it's my turn to ask a question, actually. So a lot of people have been asking about the tutorials. We're really excited at HumanWare that you guys agreed to do the tutorials for the Stream 3. We've loved your tutorials for a bunch of our products in the past, and we know that the user community loves them as well. And I'm lucky enough that I saw snippets of the Stream 3 as well as the Stellar Trek, because we, we should mention that you're doing both. When is it coming? That's the question on everyone's, uh, you know, everyone's mind. What I, like to say, yep. <laughs> what I like to say is when it's ready. Yeah, when it's ready, and hopefully that will be sooner than later. So please remain patient with us. I can say that as of right now, as of the recording of sitting down here and talking to you two, that we've got approximately four hours of content done. Some of it still requires editing, but that's pretty good. And I'm going at a really good clip now. So hopefully recording will be done very soon. And then I have to go back and do some editing and some touch-ups, things like that. There are always things, little dumb things that you forget to say Mm -hmm. during edit. You have to go back and you have to fix those or something that you completely forgot to show that was so obvious and because you get stuck in your head a lot when yes. you're doing one of these. So you have to go ahead and go back and go, wait, does that really make sense? What did I say? Like, what did I mean when I said that? So you go back and you fix yourself. And it also helps because I'll let Chris listen to some of this, too, because I'm doing all of the narration of it. And he'll go back and listen to me, too, and go, what did you mean? What were you talking about? So mm-hmm. you, you can't really be too objective when it's you doing everything and doing all of the recording pieces of it. So it's always good to have someone go back and listen. That being said, we really hope to have this done very, very soon for you guys and available. So be patient with us for a few more weeks, and we promise it will be done. And those of you who have listened to the Stream 2 tutorial, it's going to sound a hell of a lot better than that. That was done <laughs> years ago. And the quality of this is so much better. So you're going to be much happier with the sound quality. And I honestly think that I've not belabored so many points in this one, that it's going to be a more concise program, but it's also going to give you everything you could want and need to help you to get started with this device. So I'm kind of going through now and doing some touch-ups on some things I previously recorded, but I'm going to get back into heavy recording next week and I do see the light beginning to glimmer at the end of the recording tunnel here. So it is coming. It will be with you as soon as we can possibly get it there without any catastrophes happening. I'm hoping very soon. So not going to give a release date quite yet because obviously folks at HumanWare get to review it as well. And we're asking for people to give advice and thoughts on beta lists as well. So, you know, that kind of stuff takes time too. So we are working very hard. It is my primary project at present. So it will be with you very soon. Very excited about it, though. It's coming along very well. 
Kim, I have a question for you. Please. Do you know what you were doing eight years ago around this time? Uh, yeah, releasing the Stream 2 tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> there That's you go. That's what I was doing. That's yes, exactly indeed. what we were doing. It Life's was... one big circle. Yes. It is. It was released on May 15th, 2015. Oh, wow. Um, there you go. This seems to be a, a time for stream documentation in May. I don't know what that's all about, but it's pretty cool. We'll take it. And yeah, that was my first project with Mystic Access. So we all see how things have changed since then. So, you mm -hmm. know, it's very fun. Always love doing projects on the humanware devices. It's always fun. So I think people will be happy with what they receive. And there's a lot, obviously, to show. So I think you'll be very pleased. We even have a segment on authorizing your stream player with Bard. Yes, we do. Yeah, that's great. That's definitely, having been in the tech support team previously at HumanWare, that was definitely a question that came back often. People calling us and asking, you know, how do I get it authorized with Bard and everything? So that'll be definitely a good addition. And one of the things that's changed, because, you, you know, you said things change over the years. And it's that this one's going to be free. It's going to be available to everyone. Yay! Whether you have a stream through or not, it's going to be available on our website. And anyone will be able to listen to it. Yeah, if you don't know whether you want to upgrade, you're thinking, well, I've already got a 2 or I've got a Trek or, you know, whatever that is for you. You're not really sure. You can listen first. You can essentially follow along with me and try before you buy, listening to what I do. So you can kind of get an idea first and see if it's going to work for you. Or if you already know, hey, I'm going to upgrade or I've already got my stream 3 then it'll be a really good companion for you and you can hang out and listen and listen to sections of interest to you or you can listen from beginning to end. Oh, another section that I think people in tech support will be very happy about. There's a whole section on typing. So <laughs> that's already done. That's already been completed. And I think yep. hopefully that will be helpful to a lot of people. Definitely. All right. So this is great. Thank you so much for sharing the latest with us. I know people will be super excited to hear about everything that's coming and all the fixed bugs and so much to still happen, but so much has already happened and lots of good things coming in this version. So get ready for to sure. do those updates. And you know what? We were launching also an update on the Stellar Trek in a couple of weeks. Woohoo! And you guys got a sneak peek at that. So perhaps yes. we can meet again in a few weeks to talk about Terrific. this. Absolutely. Sounds great. Definitely. Thank awesome. you for joining us. Thank you for inviting me once again. Have a great week. Thank you for your visit to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. You're welcome anytime. We hope you enjoyed that segment and learning more. It won't be long now, so get your streams ready. Or if you have waited to purchase for a 1.1 release, well, now you know what's coming. Yes, and by the time this podcast episode airs, this stream 3 will be released around the world. I believe it is already. That's very cool. So all you international stream users or would-be stream users will be able to order yours. Thank you, everybody. See you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and wish to experience less stress and more fun on your unique assistive technology journey, our comprehensive audio documentation and additional offerings are here to support you. We welcome your visit at mysticaccess.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-C-A-C-C-E-S-S dot -S com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323.
If you have comments to share about this episode, follow our phone menu prompts to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com and connect with us on social media, Mastodon, mysticaccess.online and facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Anyone may explore our extensive archives and subscribe to receive our bi-weekly episodes at mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our content, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for spreading the word and for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you.